Hey, and welcome to the Meditations and Musings podcast. I'm Elena Lipson. I'm a mama, I'm a wife, and I'm the founder of the Divine Self-Care Circle membership and the Virtual Retreat Academy. I don't believe that you have to sacrifice your body, your health, or your family in order to create true abundance and prosperity. I believe in living based on the divine feminine metrics of success, and these include pleasure, play, ease, grace, and a slower pace. Each week, I'll bring you one to two new episodes. One of these will be a guided meditation that you don't have to do on the meditation pillow, and the other will be a conversation to help you access your inner wisdom, to ignite abundance, and inspire others to do the same. I invite you to join me on this journey back to the magic of a divinely aligned and well-cared-for you. And now, join me for today's episode. Welcome back to the Meditations and Musings podcast. This is Elena Lipson, your self-care coach, your inner work mentor. And today I want to speak with you about a topic that is near and dear to my own heart in terms of the work, the inner work that I have had to do and quite honestly still do in a lot of ways. And I've learned the reasons that I and so many women that I've worked with and work with um, have the same idea about asking for help. Before we dive into that, I wanted to remind you as we wrap up this crazy year of 2020, which is technically not over yet, um, with all of its blessings and blunders and uh, grief and gratitude and all the things in between, I wanted to remind you that 2021 is the seventh year of the Divine Self-Care Circle which I can't believe it's like amazing. (laughs) I'm such a Gemini, like multi-interest kind of person. The fact that I've done this for six years and have this amazing intimate community of women, soul-led, heart-open, intimate, amazing women who keep coming back year after year after year. um, It just brings so much joy to my heart. So the seventh year, we are making some changes not so much there, there'll be a little bit, little bit of branding changes, but that's not really the part that's going to affect you. Um, we're going to be doubling the monthly enrollment fee because we're adding some really cool features. And to be quite honest, I actually haven't raised the price in about four years. So it is time. It is time to elevate the value, what you're receiving. Um, it's going to be an, an incredible combination of group coaching calls on the spot, um, laser hot seat coaching on a weekly basis. We're gonna have incredible new content, really valuable, potent guest mentors who are not just throwing more content at you, but actually um, giving you experiences that transform you and change you and that allow you to really elevate yourself and your life, your business, the bedroom and beyond. So this is the time if you're interested and you're like, oh, I've really been seeking a community of amazing women that I can go to. I know that's what I'm seeking always is really refining and curating and being discerning in my circle. And so if you're seeking a place to do the things you say you want to do, um, whether it's making more money, uh, creating more self-care rituals, creating deeper friendships, this is 
all the juicy stuff we talk about, not just talk about it, but do experience and connect with. And the one thing that I'm really proud of is that this is not a membership where you come in and someone else is teaching. I'm the one who's there mentoring, guiding. Of course, I teach from the circle. I mentor from this, from within the circle. I'm not on any pedestal. I don't tell you what to do. I help you bring out and activate your own brilliance, your own inner code of what you want to create and be and experience in this world. So all that to say, if you're interested in the circle, um, the price will go up as of January 1st. So if you wanted to try a month of the circle for $27, after that, it goes up to $97 a month. But as of January, it will be $197 if you join then. So the even the, the month trial is going to go up as well to reflect the price increase in 2021. So if you've been on the fence, you're like, I kind of want to be in a circle. And I think Elena is the one I want to be my mentor. Please come on in. You have an entire month to experience the calls, the um, sister chat that we do every quarter. You'll get to experience that in December where it's in the evening, literally like I'm in bed with a glass of wine and we're just talking and connecting. Um, you'll you'll get to look at the content, all of the content now from 2020. So you'll really get a great idea whether this is something that you want to be part of or not. So the only way to get that trial link is in the show notes of the podcast. That link is not offered anywhere else. Okay, so back to what we're speaking about today, and that is this idea that asking for help is so hard. And the reason it's so hard, like it looks obvious, but there's a lot of reason for this. I think the myth that we're going to be unpacking, and I don't even like that word, that we're going to be reverse engineering, that's my favorite word, um, is this myth that I have to do it alone. And that if the idea or the support comes from somewhere else, it's somehow less than it's not coming from me. And of course, I'm so strong and independent and capable that I want to do it, right? I feel like I need to do it alone. There's actually a shadow side to that, feeling like you have to do it alone. It also brings with it the feeling of being unsupported and that if you want something done, you have to do it yourself and that everyone else is kind of busy. And we're going to get into like eight specific reasons why this myth has been perpetuated and why it's ongoing. Um, and it, it's one of these things that can really, really hold you back from an amazing life and from seeing what's really possible and from even understanding that you get to do what feels good and have support, right? So feeling like you have to do it alone keeps you stuck at a certain level of your own joy, of your own life. So I just want you to lead with curiosity today and see if any of these reasons why I believe and why I see that women feel like they have to do it alone, quote unquote, do it alone, um, resonates with you. You might really resonate with one of them or some of them. And I want you to really feel into it. I'll give you some journal prompts at the end so you can take this into experiential land, not into just theory land, okay? I want you to like listen and then um, move on with your day. If it really lands for you, then that's where the inner work starts, <laughs> which is acknowledging that you're having experience of, of connecting with what I'm saying. And then you're deciding that you want to move into some sort of reflection and action-based processing. 
that's really where the change begins. So here's why I believe women have this myth of having to do alone, do it all alone, do it. And it could be building a business, running a household, raising children, um, upkeep of relationships, a myriad of things. It doesn't have to be just business related, but a lot of times it is as well. It's all connected. Number one is asking for help. Somewhere inside, it can feel like admitting that there's a weakness or that you don't know, right? A lot of our social media expert status, guru status, has this connotation with it that implies that you should have all the answers and that you should know everything and that you're an expert. And then asking for help somehow, um, even if it's at home or at work or your business, it can feel like somehow you're not capable of doing it all alone. And that can cause, whether you call it weakness or um, not whole or incapable, whatever the word you put is, there's like an, an admitting that you can't do it. And so that can keep you in this cycle of feeling like you have to do all the things, which can lead to burnout and exhaustion and feeling like uh, your self-care has to take a back seat like life has become dull because you're constantly doing all the things, right? And it feels like if you do one more thing, you might just explode. But it's the exact thing that will take you away from asking for help. The second reason that asking for help can feel really hard is that you don't know how to. Now that feels like a really simple Thing and, and you're like, well, what does that mean? I don't know how to. Well, I, I what I've seen, and for the many, many women I've worked with in the divine self-care circle and private clients, the idea of asking for help, like you actually might not have the words of how to ask for help, right? Like actually calling someone and saying, I need help with this thing can feel really heavy and really hard to do um, because, and here's why it happens, of course, we all know how to put together a sentence in words. That's not what I mean. What I mean is that you are assigning meaning to asking for help. Therefore, asking for help can feel um, or it can bring up a lot of your feelings of worthiness to ask for help, of um, feeling like someone else can give your time, their time to you, right? Like, are you worthy of receiving it? So there's a lot of nuance in there that's more than just do I actually have the actual words to say I need some help with this right that in itself might feel easier in some areas of your life but in other areas of your life it might feel a little more challenging number three is you might feel like all of the things and ideas need to stem from you right like you need to be so in charge and in control that you need to be the one to initiate ideas like what's for dinner and you know uh, managing your household and what your kids do for activities and what happens in your business you might feel like you're holding on so tight that like you have eight arms and they're all busy because you're unwilling to let go of one of those arms and trust somebody else to do it with you or for you Number four is that you might be unconsciously valuing other people's time more than your own. 
And so the thought of asking someone to help you, you might start thinking like, oh, they're probably busy. They have so much going on. They've already got so much on their plate. And this is all, of course, a story made up in your head and making meaning. Whereas if someone asked you for help, you would probably quickly say yes, right? So all of this is like, there's a, there's a shadow side here and that you would help someone who asked you for help probably very quickly versus you asking somebody else for help. That's because you're valuing somebody else's time more than your own. Number five is you haven't seen it modeled in a healthy way. Most of us have seen the women in our lives do it all and get exhausted and feel burned out. And there's no one out there teaching this in the same way that I'm talking about it right now, which is learning how to bust the myth that you have to do it all alone and seeing it modeled in a way where you are comfortable asking your children, your partner, your friends, your family, your uh, business associates for help, whether it's reviewing you know, part of your business, whether it's asking for feedback, whether it's um, helping you redecorate your closet, like anything, right? Like you feel like um, we just haven't seen it modeled. The only case where you've seen it modeled is in number six, it's kind of leads right into the next one is that you have to be suffering or sick or overwhelmed or burned out in order to ask for help. And that way, I think we've seen a lot of that modeled. Like when someone is um, suffering from something or they've been diagnosed with something terrible, then of course everyone sort of floods in and that person's just sort of like in the position of having to receive help. But why can't we ask for and receive that same level of help and support when we're healthy and well and doing well and thriving? Like really ponder that in your own life when the next time you think, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm sick. I need someone to like deliver some, some soup or something. Why can't you just say like, wow, it's amazing. I'd really love some support around this and ask for help in a way that doesn't um, devalue the fact that you are worthy of support regardless of being sick or healthy. You're always worthy. Number seven is interesting because it connects with the worthiness thing, but um, you feel like a burden to someone when you ask for help. Like, oh, and I, I've heard so many women say this, like, especially a little bit of the older generation. It's like, I don't want to feel like a burden. I don't want to ask for help because I don't want to be a burden. Like, I don't know where we got that idea from, right? I think we've lost so much when we stopped living in communities and villages and where we helped each other all like just out of normal life, right? Where we took, we took care of each other's children, where we helped each other make meals, like being in the, in the kitchen together, making meals together. We, we automatically did that. But now somehow it feels like you're a burden to someone. And, and listen, again, you might not resonate with each one of these, but there might be some aspect of one or with certain relationships in your life where it might feel like this. And number eight is really geared towards um, entrepreneurs for sure. I know a lot of you are entrepreneurs here or you're working full-time and wanting to start a side thing, but I think it actually applies to just all of us in general too. But specifically my, when I first thought of it, it was for the entrepreneurs, which is that if I ask for support, I actually have to pay for it. And that's like hiring an assistant or hiring someone to do aspects of your business. That can feel just fine, right? Maybe, not for everyone. Um, and sometimes you even have to get past that feeling of 
um, not doing it alone or control in order to even allow yourself to ask for support in your business, right? Um, but and on the home front, it could be like feeling like hiring a house cleaner or someone to cook for you or someone to come and clean, right? Like those things feel more valid sometimes when you're paying for them, but then it brings up a whole lot of other stuff like, oh, I can do it myself. I don't need to pay someone to do it. It comes right back to that part of feeling like everything has this done from you versus what, when I, what, how would I serve that time better? Maybe I could spend time with my kids while someone else is cleaning or cooking for me every week. Maybe I can spend time imagining or dreaming into my business, client time, making money time, building wealth and prosperity while you build prosperity for someone else by hiring them and paying them to do certain aspects of your household and life that you want to outsource. So you can see how it can apply to your home as well as to your business. So those are the eight, well, we can probably write a whole book about this, but this is you know, a really important aspect of understanding that self-care is much, much, much more than a bath and a manicure, which are, I, I'm not digging those, I love those. But this is about giving yourself permission to get to do what feels good in your life, your business, your bedroom and beyond. So I have a couple of prompts for you to just two or three, I think I'm gonna keep it at that just so you can kind of stay focused on the things that really resonated for you. The first question is, what would be possible if I allowed myself to ask for help? What would be possible if I allowed myself to ask for help? The second question is, where in my life or my business do I need the most support? And you're going to have to spend a little more time in this question. You could phrase it as like, where is the opportunity to ask for support? Or what is possible to grow if I get support? Just feel into the question that that really resonates with you. And then the third question, and we'll leave it at three, was, I wonder how amazing life can be if I'm fully supported. Right. So it's more of a prompt versus a question. I wonder how amazing life would be if I was fully supported. And then let yourself just write whatever comes to mind. And it could be aspects of your home life. It could be aspects of your business. It could be aspects of your relationship. Right? Are you allowing your partner to support you by by sharing your life? This is so for me. And I was going to share this up front, but just for me. Um, this was one of my biggest blocks when I first started my business was feeling like I had to do it all myself because I have a technical background in computers. I am really good at building websites and designing. I have a coaching background. I um, want to be involved in my family life. Like I want to do all the things I can do all the things. It doesn't mean I should do all the things. So for a long time, I would hire out like little bits and pieces maybe, but I would be so involved in my business at all levels that I was really holding myself back from being creative and creating new things. And I just felt like um, I had to do it all myself. And I didn't have like a control or perfectionist issue. I just had this idea like that I wanted my hand in everything. And so I had to really wonder how that sense of feeling like I'm all alone was moving me forward and it wasn't. And in fact, the dark shadow side of that was that I actually felt alone. Even when I was, um, you know, surrounded by people in masterminds, like I wouldn't ask for help in a really raw and vulnerable way. Like I would ask 
for feedback and reflection and the most obvious things, but I wouldn't really, really let myself share vulnerably because I felt like somehow, like for me, it was admitting that I didn't, I don't know, it wasn't that I didn't know, but like it was some weird thinking, thinking about weakness, which I, you know, saying it out loud feels weird, but it was hard to even put into words. The other place that I've really, really learned to ask for support in the form of just witness is with my husband, where I wouldn't share very much of my business in the beginning. And I felt like I had to have everything built out and fully successful in order to share it. (laughs) But I wasn't sharing like the frustrations or the losses. And when I really gave myself permission to just share the journey as I was on it, I felt more like I was open versus feeling like I had to be some you know, shiny version of myself in order to share it. And one of the things that really helped me to open up in this way was me joining a circle of women where I got to practice really showing up. And the mentor was really, really good at calling me out. <laughs> like, okay, like I see you, you know, I see this shiny version of you, but what's going on behind that? And so for me, that's the kind of coach and mentor I strive to be within the circle as well. Like I won't sit there and just watch someone BS me and tell me everything's wonderful when I can obviously intuitively and practically see that something's going on. And I want to be able to create a safe uh, container for everyone to bring that. Because as soon as you start sharing that, asking for help, realizing you don't have to do it alone, that is when you start to grow. That is when you start to give yourself permission to be playful again and to be fully embodied in what you want to create instead of compartmentalizing yourself into this version of yourself. So I hope you received some insights and reflections and aha moments from today's episode. I would love to hear your thoughts. So snapshot, screenshot the podcast, tag me over on Instagram at Elena underscore Lipson, or you can email us at info at elenalipson.com. I'd love to hear from you. Like, I would really love to know (laughs) what your answers are to what's really possible or where is the opportunity to be supported or how amazing can life be with full support? I'd love to hear those answers. Um, And of course, as always, I'd love to invite you to subscribe, leave a review and share with anyone you think you can have this conversation with and who would benefit from hearing this conversation as well. Thank you so much for being here. Again, just a reminder that the pricing for 2021 in the circle is going to just about double to a little more than double. So if you've been thinking about it, sitting on the fence, it's time to hop on off, try the circle for a month and see if it's a place where you want to land for this next coming year of who knows what the hell is coming, but be surrounded in a community of women who are ready to help you build success, wealth, desire-based living and really learn to connect with that inner navigation north star part of you that I know is there. If you have any questions about that, just DM me on Instagram, Elena underscore Lipson. I'll be happy to chat with you there. All right, go take care of yourself. I'll see you on the next episode of the Meditations and Musings podcast. Thank you so much for listening and learning about the new divine self-care way of being in your life, business, and the bedroom based on the divine feminine metrics of success, pleasure, play, ease, grace, and a slower pace. If you're ready to bust the myth of overwhelm and tap into an inspired start to each day, I've put together a free video series 
for you to help you start each day with energy, inspiration, and ignite that inner pilot light which attracts joy, magic, and synchronicity. You can access my three-step magic morning practice to help you ignite your inner light and attract the abundance that you're craving. Head on over to elenalipson.com forward slash gift. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would so love if you share it with a friend, a sister, a mother, a daughter, and please leave a review. That is how the magic starts to ripple out. Here's wishing you a day full of beauty, magic, and divine self-care. I'll see you next time at the Meditations and Musings podcast.